everyone, what's happening? How are you doing? Welcome or welcome back to the Vegan Champion Podcast. My name is Jason Fonger and I host this podcast because there are so many awesome people doing very cool things within the vegan movement and I want to share them with you. So look, I've been vegan since 2010 and I have to say that now in 2019, the amount of vegan options available at my fingertips is on a whole other level. We've still got a long way to go though and it can still be challenging, especially for people who are new to the lifestyle or who may be traveling to find some good vegan grub. Enter today's guest, Defancit. Now working full-time with Happy Cow, a website and app that makes it super easy for people to locate vegan and vegan-friendly restaurants, D plays a major role in making vegan food easily accessible to the masses. She also manages the website veggieinchangmai.com, which is a one-stop shop for all information relevant to vegans living or traveling in Chiang Mai, Thailand, where Dee has lived for the past decade. When she's not making life easier for plant eaters around the globe, she's training for marathons, racing regularly, and is no stranger to the top of the podium. In fact, she won the international category of the Chiang Mai University Marathon just the day before we recorded this conversation. We talk about all these things and more in this conversation. Dee is awesome. I think you're going to like her. So settle into your sofa or your bicycle saddle or your running stride or your commute or whatever you're doing as you listen and enjoy my conversation with Dee Fancit. How's it going, Dee? Welcome to the Vegan Champion Podcast. Thank you, it's good to be here. We are in a room here at Green Tiger House, which is a vegetarian, soon-to-be vegan hotel upstairs from Reform Cafe. Um, The owner, Daniel, who's a good friend of ours, has been kind enough to let us use this room since, uh, yeah, my apartment is got construction outside and planes going overhead, and the studio that I've been using is temporarily shut down. Um, so yeah, but this is the best the best we can do right now. But uh, anyways, I think it's a pretty pretty good setup. Pretty yeah, good setup. Absolutely. Yeah. So D, you have been living in Chiang Mai for quite some time. Eleven years, just over, I think, actually. Yeah. Eleven years. Yeah. So why 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 are you here for so long? Where are you originally from, and what brought you to Chiang Mai? I'm originally from England, just outside London, and I originally came here just for work to work as a teacher, which I was doing for 10 years in the same school. And I just got used to living here. It's just such a great city to live in Chiang Mai. And of course, the vegan scene and the running scene and everything like that just makes it a really, really great place to live. Um, when when you first came out, did you intend on staying for as long no. as... No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I would be here for a year or two. But same. you just get really comfortable. And then my whole life is here now, you know, my friends yeah. and the social and the website and everything else that I do, yeah. Yeah, same here. I, I remember when I when I first came out, I was like, you know what, I'll try. You know, a lot of people say like, you know, go teach abroad for a year, go live abroad for a year. It's like, yeah, I'll go for a year. And then, you know, <laughs> like for me, it's been just five, five, five. five years and, you know, 10, 11 years yeah. for you. So, yeah. yeah, it is easy to get comfortable out here, yeah. right? What is it that you like so much about Chiang Mai? I mean, you, you mentioned a little bit, you know, like this is the city, it's comfortable out here, the running. You know, mm. maybe go a little more more into that. What's the, the weather is a, is a very big thing for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, that's why I didn't enjoy living in England. So I love to be outside, but in England it's just so cold most of the year. Yeah. I don't want to go out. I just want to stay at home. And so that's yeah. not life to me. That's not living properly. So, and um, but here I just love the weather, and I just find that Chiang Mai has everything. It's a city, but there's just so much nature and around as well to see. But yet the city is big enough to have everything that you need. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like that kind of nice balance. And do you do a lot of, I mean, I know you're running marathons and running road races and you're, you said you're doing, are you just getting into trail running or how much trail running are you doing? Yeah, I'm trying to get into it more and more because um, I really enjoy marathon running, but I think I've done about 20 marathons now. 20. I think about 20, number 20 was the one that I did yesterday, yeah. But I've, I just, I know that I can run a marathon already, so I like to push myself to do something that's more of a challenge. So, yeah, ultras, I think I've done about four ultras and quite a few trials. 
so this year I want to start to do more trails and try and get more into ultras just because it's that extra challenge of you know pushing yourself further what yeah. what distances have you done for for ultras? Uh, I did the Dorientanon Ultra twice, which was fifty k all the way up. Fifty k uphill. Yeah. Two two thousand meters so, plus. Yeah, elevation. not that much yeah. further than a marathon, but the hill. Yeah. Yeah. And I did Pongyang a couple of years ago, and how long was that one? That was sixty six. Sixty six k. And then last year I did um, CM six, which was seventy six. Wow. But both of them, I mean, I finished I finished both of them, but they were really really challenging those two I can't even imagine running that far I the farthest I've run is you know maybe 30k something like that in the long run but I'll get there eventually (laughs) but yeah you're smashing it and you're not just doing these races you know you're doing really well I see you're you're usually on the podium and uh and let's talk a bit about yesterday yesterday was the Chiang Mai University Marathon is that right yeah yeah so that one was really popular because many people tried to book onto that race but like the last few years I've been trying to get onto that race for about three years now and last year it sold out within 20 minutes of of going on sale nobody knew that it would it would be that popular and lots of people were trying to and, and failed to get onto it so this year everyone was you know everybody I know who's running was like really right there straight Waiting away the to get on it yeah like, literally yeah. And it, yeah and it was really tense as well because there was like some problem with the site that, and the credit cards wouldn't accept and everyone was tearing their hair out over it but I think most people that wanted to get on it did so there was a lot of us there yesterday all the diehards yeah, got, yeah. got in that's it cool was great yeah. and, and how'd you end up doing you did pretty well yeah, I was first in the international category. They had an international category, which I've never really seen before. So they just automatically put anyone who's not Thai into the international category. So it's kind of, so you've kind of got a bigger chance of winning in one way, but they don't break it up into age groups. So oh, okay. Yeah, so it's oh, okay, just, so it's all age groups. Yeah, for, all for age international, groups. For, for non, non-Thai. Category. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you know how you placed if you include all the Thais? I would have been, in my age group, I would have been around third. Okay, but nice. But in so the still. international one, I was first. Yeah, yeah, first overall, so. Yeah. And of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's awesome. And you've had a lot of races where you've been, you know, up on the podium. Yeah. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah doing really, really well. So, yeah. yeah, keep up the good work, keep up yeah, the training. Yeah, thanks, yeah, it went really well, yeah. And it's, it's, it is really cool, isn't it, the community here. I mean, there's a lot, lot of running yeah running happening you, you yeah. go to the parks in the evenings and you know yeah. people are running around yeah. and uh there's trails like i mean i don't know how much training you do on the trails here on the mountain but that's i mean it's one of the great things about Chiang Mai, like you were saying yeah. right it's a, it's a good city fairly i mean not i don't know would you call it a big city i don't know yeah it's, it's like the a, right kind of size for me i yeah. think yeah and then it's so, the, all those trails you've got everything just right there on your doorstep yeah, it's so accessible yeah yeah do you do any cycling cross training or I do cycle, but not really on trails or anything. Right. I just do it to kind of break up from the running. I just think it's good to have like something else going on as well. Yeah. So it's not just running every day. So I just cycle for that. Really, I'm not really that good at it. Particularly, <laughs> I'm not going to be entering any duathlons anytime soon. No. Anything. No, it's not really. I don't know. Never say never. never yeah, say never. maybe, maybe. Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah, it's just all. All it just seems like there's. Yeah, if you're active for active people, Chiang Mai has everything. Whether you're into like cycling, running, hiking, swimming, yoga, or just you know everything that it has it here. Yeah, yeah. And of course, for vegans, it's pretty friggin' awesome, eh? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's and the change that's happened like over the last well, especially in the last like two or three years, because it for for many years Chiang Mai was just a really good city to be vegetarian and mm-hmm. there were so many vegetarian restaurants and so many restaurants offering you know vegetarian menu and everything and, and vegan menu but it's only really been in the last or as you know yourself the last kind of two or three years where there's now gone from no vegan no strictly vegan restaurants and now there's like 10 11 or something yeah yeah restaurants that are strictly no animal yeah. products whatsoever yeah. on the menu like Vegan Heaven, I think, was the first one to open. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Vegan Heaven would have been, what, just over two, yeah, two, three years ago, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Now they've got two locations. Yeah. Um, and Vegan Heaven is sort of a, uh, a sister restaurant of Vegetarian Heaven. Taste from Heaven. Or, sorry, that's right. Taste, okay. taste from Heaven. Is yeah. Vegetarian Heaven a... No, it's vegan. There is another Vegan Heaven. There's Pure Vegan Heaven. That's yeah, what Pure it is. Vegan Heaven. So we've got one. two Vegan Heavens. Yeah. 
and then pure vegan heaven and, and then taste from heaven taste yeah. from heaven which is vegetarian yeah. um and then there's a bunch of there's a handful of other um yeah pure vegan restaurants i mean good good souls mm-hmm. kitchen reform yeah. cafe is now yeah. vegan yeah the actual restaurant is fully vegan mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's others that have then gone vegan like um free bird cafe which are they just, vegan now yes oh wow yeah, they cool. were vegetarian for many years but now they're fully strictly vegan yeah very cool very cool and so you've sort of taken it upon yourself to create uh, veggie in Chiang Mai dot, yeah. dot com right veggie yes. in Chiang Mai dot com yeah. which is your website where we'll tell us tell us a little bit about you know why did you decide to start that up and what's what's the site all about yeah I started it about I think about five years ago when um, it wasn't quite as good as vegans like I was just saying you know it's more for vegetarian and so it needed yeah I, I just feel like people that come here need some like tourists and residents also or people that are you know here for a length of time needed some guidance on and there's also there's so many and so many places that offer this it's like how do you pick one you know so um, I made the site um, just as a, a restaurant review site um, as well as then just lots of other information on there just tips and like language guide map and then about shopping and put the odd recipe in there and like all the other markets, delivery places. I just tried to put everything together into the one site because I just didn't find that there was anything like that available. And I just thought that because the scene is so big here, it's a, it was a resource that's much needed. Yeah, it's really cool. It's sort of, you know, you can go to, um, you know, TripAdvisor, like there's, you know, Happy Cow and there's other, which I know we'll talk about that as well. But Veggie in Chiang Mai is really nice because it's sort of like a one-stop shop for like mm-hmm. if you're vegan or vegetarian and you're in Chiang Mai, like there's just such a wide variety of yeah. you know stuff. And even there's stuff you put on there that's that's not strictly Chiang Mai. I mean, occasionally you'll put stuff yeah. you know from other locations in Thailand or yeah. um, even sometimes international stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I travel a lot, so I just feel like I might as well put any... Yeah. It's just like on the blog, if I've been in London, like I was recently, I'll write a blog about that. Or yeah. if I've been in Vientiane, you know, I did that one recently because people... A lot of people go to Vientiane from Chiang Mai. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I try to make it, like, impartial because, you know, everybody has their own thing that they're looking for. Like, food is such a personal thing and you can't... You know, you're never going to agree with somebody else about somewhere, so... I try to just make it like this is what this place is like rather than too much of my personal opinion because you know everyone's got their own agenda haven't they when it comes to looking yeah. for a restaurant yeah but I also like to to give the the restaurants a platform as well to promote themselves you know like so I always share stuff anything like any promotions that they're doing or new menu items so mm-hmm. I try to help restaurants like get out there that way in the community as well. Yeah, and in addition to just the website itself, you've also got uh, the Facebook page, Beijing yeah. Chiang Mai, which yeah. is, you know, you're always sharing stuff and, yeah. you know, keeping people informed about what's going on. So that's yeah. that's really great. And I, I do see a lot of a lot of the restaurants, you know, sharing your posts and stuff. So yeah. it's really great that you're able to just, yeah, help them get, get that, uh, you know, bring that awareness up and yeah. give them some good online content. And yeah, your reviews, I find your reviews are really good that way in terms of just being you know, you try to be fairly, um, yeah, I guess not non-biased or just sort yeah. of giving giving a well-rounded perspective on, on the yeah. restaurants. Do you find that's hard to do? Do you find yourself, like, going to a restaurant and being like, oh, I, you know, I really don't like this, but I'm going to, you know, try to give uh, an objective review? Yeah. Is that, like, yeah. how do you approach doing Sometimes that? it is hard, but you've, there's always, I just find that if it's a restaurant that's, you know, really focusing on vegan food, because I only put on restaurants, I only actual give them a, a page if they are uh, either a vegan or they have you know a separate vegan menu like a really strong emphasis on vegan food then they'll get a write up and um, I find that if they're making that effort then there's always something good to say mm-hmm. you know no matter what level it is if they're making that effort to put in that, that effort to providing vegan food for someone for, for us then um, there's always going to be something good to say yeah so I just try to focus on that um, yeah. Cool. 
Would you would you say? I mean, how would you compare Chiang Mai? Because you've done you've done a little bit of traveling other places in Thailand and, and internationally. I mean, how would you say Chiang Mai compares to other cities in Thailand, other cities around the world in terms of you know the vegan scene and stuff? Bangkok, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and that Bangkok was Bangkok. was way ahead of Chiang Mai mm. in terms of like fully vegan restaurants like Veganery, May Veggie, yeah, and all of that. Um, the thing I find with Bangkok though is that it, you know things are a little bit further apart. That's very true. A little bit harder yeah. to get around to some yeah. some of the places. Chiang Mai, I think what's one of the really cool things about Chiang Mai is just how like focused it is. Yeah. You know, you can just yeah. throw a stone at a vegan yeah. restaurant from pretty much anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, so Bangkok, yeah, Bangkok's awesome. Yeah, um, and then well, where else in, in Thailand? Um, I guess Kabangan Street to me. Yeah, everybody knows there. I've been there. Before. I gotta go there. I've never been there. Oh, you should go. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. And that's where, uh, if I understand correctly, because because I remember vegan vegan heaven opened up, yeah. and then pure vegan heaven opened up a little bit after that, and I was sort of like, well, why would you do that? Like the name's so similar, but it turns out that that restaurant is actually the se- second or third location. Like that's it's originally from Copenhagen. Is that right? Do I have that yeah, right? they have uh, four, uh, four okay. or even five now. They have one in Phuket, mm-hmm. one in Koh Samui, oh, wow. one in Copenhagen, one in Chiang Mai, and yeah, wow. so I guess that's. I don't know. I think well, vegan veganary has four or five locations now. I think. Yeah, so they just opened a new one just yeah. literally a few days ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Veganary is pretty amazing. Yeah, I love um, it. And uh, but yeah, those are probably the only two, I guess, chains that we could mm. say that are like have that many different locations. Well, there's mm. a few vegan heavens, but um, yeah. So Kopangan, um, anywhere else in Thailand or outside of Thailand that you've been that is outside of Thailand around Southeast Asia, uh, Taipei. Taipei, I've Taipei heard that. It was great. I've yeah. heard that. Really, really good. Yeah, I loved I it there. there. It's supposed to be good cycling too in in Taiwan. Yeah. A bit of a cycling culture here. Yeah. Cool. It's an amazing place. Yeah. Really and food. what about back in England? I mean, how, how does it compare? You know, if I've never been to England, what's this vegan scene there compared to here? Um, well, London's great. Yeah. Because you can get anything in London. But it's still quite... It tends to be around certain areas mm-hmm. of London. So, like, in East London in particular, like, that kind of area, Shoreditch, Dawson, that is, like, the little vegan corner, you know, there. But then when you start getting to the southeast, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit less... Uh, where I live, um, well, where I'm from, I should say, which is kind of just outside on the outskirts of London. I have to go pretty far to get to a, a vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but in England, it's the vegan thing is just really, really taken off, like so big that um, every chain restaurant is now providing like fully vegan menu, and they're just all catching on to it. They're all competing with each other. All these pubs have got like fully vegan restaurants. So wherever you are in England, it's so easy to find like not not a fully vegan restaurant or even vegetarian, but almost anywhere where you are in England, you'll find a, the options. one of these chains mm-hmm. that are like really good, really good for vegan food. They're, they're yeah. providing as well. Yeah, it's exciting times. It's good yeah. times. Good time yeah. to be vegan. I mean, Absolutely. I I know. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about you know your story. I mean, I've been vegan eight years, and the difference you know now and eight years ago is massive. Yeah. But um, I know that you've been you've been vegan a lot longer than that, so it's yeah. probably an even bigger difference. Let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about how you know growing up. How did you? I know you're a vegetarian even from from yeah. a very young age. So um, yeah, let's talk about that. Like at w- at what age did you go like? Are you vegetarian your whole life, or what? what no, I wasn't raised as a vegetarian, but I struggled to remember. But I think I was between uh, I was about seven, eight, nine, somewhere between seven and nine, mm-hmm. when I decided that I wanted to be vegetarian because I'd made the connection with animals, and I, I don't remember what triggered it, like whether I saw something or mm-hmm. like what. It, I just remember that it was the connection. I knew that it was an animal. And that's why I decided not to eat meat anymore. I'm lucky because I know other people, you know, that haven't had this kind of experience. But my parents were, they were just fine about it. They were like, okay. Supportive. So, yeah, they cool. were really supportive. And then after that, they, it kind of became like almost, almost a vegetarian like household growing up kind that of thing. Nice. We didn't really have that much at, at home. And um, yeah, and then it went on till I was about... 20. It took me quite a long time to to uh, to then you know understand that 
vegetarianism doesn't really help anything. You need to be vegan. You know, it took me quite a long time to realize that. But I was about 20 when I became vegan. But it, yeah, the difference between then and now is just crazy. It's, yeah. It's just so different. Because then if you... Everywhere provided vegetarian a vegetarian option. But it was always, you know, especially in England, it's probably the same in Western countries, you know, it was always um, cheese and eggs. That's how, they, you know, you make, they make it more of a meal, right? If it's not got meat in it, it was cheese and eggs. Yeah. When I, eggs. when I went, because uh, I went, before I went vegan, when I was about 14, I went vegetarian for a few months for ethical reasons. Um, and, and I just remember when I went vegetarian, I, you know, I read about like the meat industry and stuff and you read about the animals and, and you sort of, it's obvious that that's what's going into meat, but it's not so obvious, like what happens behind the scenes in the dairy industry and mm. industry. You know, if you're not really educated, you think, oh yeah, you know, you don't have to kill an animal to get its milk and, you know, chickens lay eggs anyway. So it's sort of easy to justify like that. And then from like a health standpoint, people are like, oh, you're vegetarian. Like, like you gotta eat lots of cheese and eggs because yeah. you gotta get your protein or whatever, right? But um, so yeah, that's I think like and and from a culinary perspective too, people are like, oh well, if you can't eat meat, let's just give you cheese and eggs. Right? Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, it's been cool to see that that evolve. Um, so so yeah. you were vegetarian for about you know all your teenage years. Yeah. How how did you find that? I mean. I remember I when I went vegetarian for for that period of eight months. It was sort of this. I read the liner notes to to an album. Like I remember very specifically, um, and I just didn't want to eat meat anymore. But then a few months down the road, I sort of, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have the community. I didn't have mm. like the support. I was just sort of wanting to be like a normal kid again, right? Mm. And mm. I think it sort of faded out of my mind. And I, I mm. you know convinced myself to to start eating meat again and just sort of put all the ethical stuff out of my mind for a period. Um, and I guess part of that was looking for acceptance. So I guess my question is like, how was that for you growing up? Like, were you always feeling like you were sort of an outcast at, at you know, no, to a degree I, or? I don't remember no? feeling like that at all, no. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. So if you're, you know, you're at a, you're at a, well, I guess it's a bit, you know, you can still eat, you know, the, the cake at birthday parties and like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, going out to meet, uh, sorry, going out to eat at restaurants and stuff, ordering vegetarian options, like that, that wasn't. You never got any, you know, anybody making fun of you or anything for no, that? No, I don't remember no. anything like that, no. Because it no. was always, like, a vegetarian option. It was never a problem. Like, yeah. You know. I just remember it always being heavy dairy. Like, when I was at college, you know, they had sandwiches. And I just remember it was always, like, cheese and pickle, mm. cheese and tomato. It was just mm-hmm. always, like, cheese. And, like, I, I, giving up meat, I have to admit, was not difficult. I, I just don't remember... I don't know what, what meat tastes like. I just, I didn't really have it, you know, yeah. very often. So it wasn't difficult. But giving up dairy and uh, it was hard. That, that part of it was difficult because it was, that was the staple then. If you didn't eat meat, it was dairy, cheese. And cheese was difficult to give up, really difficult. You know? That's what everybody says, right? It's like, yeah. you know, I could, give, I could give up meat. It's not that hard, you know. But, like, cheese, oh, man. Like, don't take my cheese away from me. <laughs> I even went for a period when I first decided to go vegan where I did still eat cheese. Yeah. So I gave up everything else. I, I did it like in stages. I gave, I gave up drinking milk like a long time before I already switched to like soy milk. Because mm-hmm. that was still quite easy to get. Mm-hmm. That was easy to get then, but just not in restaurants and stuff. But then uh, eggs was never a thing for me either. But then, but giving up cheese was, was the difficult one. Mm. Yeah. That took me like a few months after. What what was it? Do you, so you don't really remember what what inspired you to go vegetarian when you no. were you know, at a young age. But what about going vegan? Like, was there like an event that was sort of a catalyst for that change that you can remember? Uh, I remember, yeah, going vegan. So when I went to university in um, a town called Totnes in Devon, and um, it was this really kind of hippie town. And even then, twenty years ago, it was very vegan friendly, mm. and um, the. So I was kind of lucky, really, the way I discovered it. And the university that I went to had all these amazing salads and everything uh, every day mm-hmm. and in the canteen. And, um, and I remember meeting, meeting someone, another friend, and I'd never met a vegan before. So I knew that it was something that I wanted to do because I'd started to learn about what, what you know, behind the dairy industry and everything. And, um, and I was like, oh, well, what, what do you eat? You know? So it wasn't until I met someone and then she was like, oh, well, you know, I'll come over to my house and we'll, we'll cook some stuff. And, 
and then I learned how it's actually really easy to be vegan. Uh, so it was just like, it was, I approached her, you know, that's why I always try to kind of let people come to me and then I'll give them the information and, mm-hmm. you know, because um, that's, that's the way that people find it, I think, when you see someone else to, to, to be vegan that's, and you see how easy it is. Like, see to see, see someone just be, no, someone normal just eating vegan and it's like, yeah. oh, it's actually a really easy thing to do. For sure. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And so did you guys sort of become become friends like this this yeah, person? Yeah. 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 And just yeah. sort of uh, yeah, gave you some guidance there yeah. Yeah, in the early days. And then gradually I met other people as well that were vegan. But originally it just seemed like it did you know, I never met anyone that was vegan. I just didn't believe mm. that it was how do you do it? You know, what what do you eat if you're hungry like right now in this in this cafe? What can you get here? You know? Oh, I just have some chips and nuts or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah. And did you have any, I mean, you know, cheese is, they say the case of morphines and stuff that's in dairy and it gets concentrated in, in cheese. You've, you know about that uh, yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? So it is like, there is like a physic, physically addictive yeah. you know, property of, of cheese there. So did you have, uh, you know, did you experience like a lot of cravings or like, how was it yeah. getting off of getting off I, of cheese? I don't remember that. I just, I just remember that once I'd cut it out, it only took a very short time for it to then turn around and it just became repulsive to mm-hmm. me. So like, like it, back, it, back, back then it was, Italian restaurants was the one place where you could always get a decent vegan meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just so easy, because they make everything fresh, you could always get like pasta with tomato sauce. So I used to eat at Italian restaurants a lot back then when I first became vegan. Yeah. And, um, and if they'd just put the tiniest amount of cheese on it, you know, it wasn't so much the ethical point of it at that point that bothered me, but I just couldn't eat it if it was just like a little bit of Parmesan or anything. It just, just turned my stomach. It just, it completely went the other way. Yeah, it didn't take long for that to happen. It's like a few months after cutting it out. It just repulsed me. Yeah. yeah. That's so. good. I think, I think that's, that's important for people who might be listening to hear because I think, you know, there's probably some vegetarians listening to this or watching this and... I think a lot of vegetarians are in that position where they're, it's like, okay, like I know that cheese is like unethical or like I know it's bad for me or the environment or whatever. And like, you know, I want to be vegan, but it's just like, you just can't conceive of giving up cheese. And like, there's so many people, you know, in that position. So, um, I think that's, you know, it can be good for people to hear that, you know, maybe you, you know, don't worry, it's going to be short lived yeah. yeah. that, that those sort of cravings yeah, okay, and that, yeah. that, those feelings around cheese. And people he, say that to me like but I, I just love cheese oh yeah I say, so did I yeah. trust me so did I I lived on cheese it was yeah. like bread and cheese yeah yeah for sure any other any other I mean any, anything else that you would say to somebody who's in that position where it's like you know I'd love to go vegan but I just can't give up cheese like what do you what advice do you give to those people I think the best way is to just just literally go like cold turkey or whatever you want to call it because people try to switch to the alternatives which are great and there's some great alternatives but um i think if you go try to go directly from one to the other you just think oh this doesn't taste like cheese it's not quite the same so yeah and i don't think any of them really taste like cheese which i prefer because i don't want that i didn't like it anymore you know Mm -hmm. i mean there are some that are scarily good yeah like you know oh yeah yeah, you know, right? It's uh, like Pureza, this place I went to when I was in London, a vegan cheese, vegan pizza place, and they have like four different kinds of cheeses, and it's just, it was just amazing. Like, it's so good. Um, but I think you have to think of vegan cheese as being something completely different, like a new thing in itself, mm. rather than a replacement for the cheese that you were already addicted to, let's say. You yeah. Know? I think you have to think of it as like a new thing rather than something to replace but yeah some good vegan alternatives out there so yeah. you'd, you'd suggest sort of going like just, just, just taking a break just, just taking completely. a break so no vegan cheeses no no, no cheese yeah. of any kind i'd say the best way is just to yeah. ha- just have a have a break yeah that's cool it. that's cool i can uh, yeah i can definitely see the value in that. i mean unless people already have a vegan cheese that they already know that they like sure. but otherwise yeah. i tend to hear people say like oh but it's not the same it's yeah. not like 
real cheese. No, it's not like real cheese. It's never going to be like real cheese. That's why you have to. Never say never. Yeah. These these plant based <laughs> alternatives. You yeah, know? well, yeah, they do make them good. They're yeah. getting they're getting better and better too. I mean, yeah. you know, the Beyond Burger and stuff. Like there's there's all this yeah. technology. Yeah. Like they're they're a lot of people out there doing their best to try to make it yeah, as easy absolutely. as possible. Yeah. So yeah, you never you never know, but uh, yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. For now, it's 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 not quite the same thing. I think that's a good point to sort of think of it as like a separate thing. Although you know, some vegan cheese, it's still it's still. I mean, for me now, it's like vegan cheese is, is cheese. Like that's mm-hmm. like I I don't I don't you know I'm not attracted to non vegan cheese. Like I'm just it just not it does not appeal to me, mm-hmm. um, and it 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 really didn't. Yeah. It, it really didn't take that long to, to sort of get to that point after I cut out the cheese. You know, yeah. there's just like, that's like, I'm fine without it. But yeah. when I was eating it, it's easy to think, oh, I could never, could never give this up. Mm. So that's good advice. Um, so you went, so you went vegan, you gave up the cheese. And then um, at, at what point did you decide that, you know, you wanted to get into, because I mean, now, you know, with your website and stuff, you're very much about you know creating community and making it easier for people to to be you know vegan so what sort of you know how did that progress or did you always sort of have this feeling that you wanted to help others you know to make it easier for them to live vegan vegan life like where where does that come from where does that start to start to develop yeah only really since living here i think i was just yeah i was just vegan and it was just my thing i never really you know, and I wasn't healthy vegan, you know, for I, I never went vegan for health reasons at all. It wasn't on my agenda at all. I used to drink, smoke, like it wasn't my, mm. it wasn't on, on my list of reasons. So it was, a, it was an ethical thing? Yeah, yeah. purely ethical, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's only really been in the last, like, eight years that I've become more interested in, like, the health side of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and... And environmental side of it as well, as you know, some people get into it through that. Have we stopped? No, <laughs> we're still going. We need to go back a little bit. Or? No, no, no. It's all good. It's all no. good. Well, just uh, for people who are listening, that's just the camera. The camera cuts out every every uh, you know twenty or thirty minutes or so. So I just restarted the camera, but yeah, I'll keep rolling. Keep rolling. So yeah, I think they're the main sort of three reasons why people get into it. It's um, either ethical reasons. Some people come mm-hmm. come into it from the environmental angle. And then, of course, the health reasons, but that's all come much later for me, only really in the last, since I got into running and, mm-hmm. and that in the last like, five, ten years, maybe, that I've got more into that. And yeah, just since Were you aware of it, though, when you started out? Were you aware of any health benefits or was it like not even in your mind at all? You know, I mean, because well, some people are wor- you know worried about that when they go vegan. It's like, well, is that healthy, right? So, like, how much did you know about that at the beginning? Uh, no, I had no nothing. No. Not not even. No, I d- it just no. I mean, I didn't. You know, I had some problems in the beginning. Yeah. Like with restricting mm-hmm. too much, and um, but that was like another issue that was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some personal issues like self-esteem and I used it like as a way to escape like to um yeah it was like a control thing and I just like restricted to to eating like very very little Mm -hmm. and um it got quite serious you know and that's why I think and I got over it obviously with help um but um it lasted for about five years living like that Mm -hmm. and um so that's why I think we have to be careful when we promote or when we talk too much about these kind of diets that are, you know, like other kinds of vegan diets, like, you know, juice diets or, or water, coconut water fasts or fully raw or anything like that. I think we have to be careful because for people that... Uh, it's fine for people that are already vegans and they're established with themselves and they don't have a addictive personality or habit forming personality but but people can get drawn to it who aren't vegan for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. um because it's like weight loss or you know that that kind of thing like restricting um so i think we have to be careful with vegans not to like to promote that side of it too much Mm -hmm. when people do these kind of diets that's why and for me, I, to think about how, how much I restricted that, I would only allow myself to eat like a certain food every day, like very little amount. 
and um, and then I've gone from that and being really afraid of certain foods and I've gone from that now I just I mean I, I try to limit oil and salt when I'm cooking at home sure, but yeah, yeah. other than that I eat anything yeah. as long as it's vegan like yeah. I eat it I'll try it like, I eat anything so I just feel like it gave me going vegan that actually gave me like the freedom and then, then and I discovered so many so much more I always thought it was a restriction to go vegan but I think almost everyone would say this who's vegan that it's actually the opposite so you discover you yeah, all these discovery. new foods For like sure. even just I remember you know just like hummus and falafel and beans and stuff that I would never have had any idea what to do with you know yeah yeah, before you know, before people go vegan, they're just eating the same stuff. I think I think vegans yeah. probably eat a more you know wider variety of foods than, than most people. Yeah, it's like the opposite of yeah. what people think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so you said that you know some of this um, you know restrictive you know mindset around food. I mean, if we could explore that, I mean a little a little bit. Does that that was before going vegan, or was that as a result of going vegan, or was oh, it, it was it was kind of overlapped. A bit of overlap yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, what was, you know, what was going on there? Was it like, um, I mean, is it, was it sort of an, an image thing or was it, um, like, were you overweight before or was there? No, like... no, it was like, I just, I just had some self-esteem, like confidence issues mm -hmm. when I was at university Yeah. and it was like, and it was, I just, you know, I didn't know what happened, what happened to me until I was in so deep. I didn't know how to get out of it. It mm. just became like a habit, and it became who I was with like the amount that I ate at that time, mm -hmm. and I got really sick and had to go to hospital for for a while. And then, and they said to me, and when I left, they said, "Oh, you can't be vegan. Of course not. You can't continue to be vegan after mm. you leave here, or you'll never survive it. You'll never." And um, you know, you won't continue to sustain this weight, you'll just go back, like, mm -hmm. but, um, which seems funny to me now, because I obviously didn't listen, and then just went back to being vegan, because they, they feed you what they want, what they have to when you're in the hospital, right. and, um, so looking back on that now, the amount that I eat, like, you know, and eating everything, nothing is a restriction for me, so, yeah. to go from that to, to what I eat now, is, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's it's it is an issue for a lot of people when they when they first go vegan. It's 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 like harder to eat enough anyways. But I mean, especially yeah. if you're eating, you know, yeah. like whole foods and like salads yeah. and stuff like that. Like yeah. the amount of volume that you need to get the same amount of calories. Yeah. So if you were already having, you know, some of some issues around your relationship with food before going vegan or that was yeah. starting to develop yeah. already. Exactly. And then yeah. when you go vegan, it's like you know, it's even harder to get enough. So then that, you know, I, I could see how that would sort of, you know, sort of, sort of uh, take it to like a more, a more dangerous level. I mean, if you're yeah. eating cheese and eggs all the, you know, all the, that's yeah. what your meals are. If you're restricting, you're still yeah. probably getting more calories because they're more dense, yeah. but then to go vegan and then just yeah. sort of, so that, so, so how did you, I mean, you leave the hospital, they tell you, you can't be vegan anymore. You go back to eating vegan was that a, was were you in and out of the hospital or was it like at what point did you start to sort of no not really no I then just um, I then just continued like to live my life by myself I mean without the help I didn't need it anymore and then it just became like liberating to be able to eat this vegan diet and gradually I just got more experience with like any kind of food mm -hmm. and yeah it just opened up yeah after that did yeah. you see did you see help for for i mean your your sort of attitude around you know towards food like did you did you go through therapy or did you like get yeah for a little help? bit yeah, yeah, yeah after i left there i did yeah okay cool so that event sort of like you know was a bit of a wake-up call i guess yeah and then, okay yeah. so what yeah. what because i mean this is not like you are not alone in your experience because there's yeah. a lot of people i think who who walk a similar you know they they, they have a similar path you know, getting into veganism yeah. and, yeah. um, you know, people who are struggling with, with eating disorders. Like I had, I had David on the, on the podcast. You know, I think, you know, David, David Don, German triathlete. You guys know no, each other? You don't know each other? Okay. So. Yeah. Anyways, he, he spoke, uh, he spoke on, he was the first, the first interview was episode two. If, if people wanted to go back and listen, he went really deep into his, you know, experience with, you know, self-harm and, and eating and disordered eating and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, this is something that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not only within veganism, but there, mm. it is an issue within veganism. Like there's mm. a lot of people who have, you know, certain restrictive attitudes around food. And so they start cutting foods out and then yeah. they, they go vegan and then they cut even more foods out and they go raw. And then, you know, there's, yeah. it's sort of a slippery slope, right? Yeah. So what are some of the tools that, you know, you found helpful in sort of creating like a healthier attitude around the foods that you're allowing yourself to eat and the amounts that you're allowing yourself to eat. And yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah, for me, it was, I guess it was kind of a gradual thing. I just, as I, you know, I just started to, you know, to, to be more open to, to eating anything as long as it was vegan, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just think that is the way, like, don't cut anything out and don't, you know, times you know intermittent fasting I know it works for some people you know if sure if you're already established vegan and of course it works for some people but like I just think it can lead to like because I had this thing of like only eating at a certain time of the day and, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of I think it can lead to disordered eating when you go down that path of like being too strict so yeah. I think it's just you just have to let go of any rules that you've had previously and just try to, for, for anyone like, you know, in that kind of experience, just try to allow yourself not to have any rules at all, just eat anything, mm-hmm. anything that's vegan, you know, and, and not to have any particular set time or set amount that yeah. you allow yourself, just let all of that go mm-hmm. and then just try to, you know, kind of start again that way. But but cooked food is poison, D. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that, that you know saying that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, when people say that stuff like that, I think it's yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Hey, like don't get me wrong. I'm all for raw fruits and vegetables. And Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I totally agree with you, that attitude of, you know, you got, you know, that Staying pure... like an absolute no to something. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's that pure, purity mindset yes, that, like... purity. You know, um, yeah, so that's, that's something that I think it's, it's, it, you know, it's hard, though, because, you know, somebody listening to that who's in that space where, you know, for whatever reason, they are, you know, only allowing themselves to eat certain foods because they, they're, you know, maybe they're afraid of eating, of eating, you know, rice because they think that it's going to, you know, mess up their brain or they're afraid of, you know, eating, you know, other than within a one hour window throughout the day because they're, you know, whatever, they've, they've somehow rationalized that. Um, and then they hear you say, oh, just eat anything. Yeah. Well, you know, how, how, how can they go from that yeah. to sort of opening up? I mean, do you have any ideas? This has to be gradual, yeah. I think, you know. I mean, obviously for some people it might work and if that's what they've chosen to do and mm-hmm. as long as they're still healthy, mm-hmm. you know, fine. But for some, for some people it can, um, you know, it can lead to this, you know, health problems, like sure. too much weight loss and... Yeah. Yeah, and I just think it has to be gradual to to get rid of rules like that, mm-hmm. step by step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think people should not be afraid to uh, yeah seek help and. Yeah, of course. You know, be yeah. open with people yeah. around them. I mean, I know. Um, you know, that's that's a big issue. There's a lot of people who have these, you know, these these issues, and mm-hmm. they they just keep it to themselves and yeah, they, they pretend like everything's yes, okay. Yes, so. Definitely. So you have to be aware as well that you have a problem as well. Yeah. If you're, you know, in that kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you know maybe unfortunately, right? That's it. Sometimes it takes being hospitalized, or it takes a, you know, it's it's similar to like drug addiction, right? You sort of have to hit that bottom and sort of have that wake up call, and hopefully when that happens, you're able to see for what it is, right? And and get some help. So, so that's awesome that you were able to get out of that place and you're in a very different place today with all the running that you do and you know there's obviously um yeah a very different attitude you know we've been out for a few meals together and i've seen i've seen you uh you know definitely can can put back the food in a healthy way and no restriction i i you know i have a similar attitude of just you know if it's if it's vegan like i'll I'll give it a shot you know Mm. for sure i'm 
gonna try not to binge on vegan cake all the time yeah i mean of but... course it's good to you know to have some kind of limits obviously you know yeah i i, I agree like you know low, sensible try, yeah yeah sensible limits trying to trying to keep the oil low is, is a big one yeah. for me i feel yeah. a lot better when i have low oil like if i if i start yeah. just slipping into me like too. eating lots of oily stuff you know my skin starts breaking yeah, out and, yeah. and, and like in my you know in my workouts i just don't i don't have that that same just I don't know, clear energy. It just seems some people, some people say they do all this ultra marathoning on, you know, high fat diets and stuff mm. like that. I mean, have you, have you ever experimented with any of that? I know you do sort of longer, longer distance events. Like, is that something you've experimented with? Sort of maybe, you know, lots of avocados or nuts and seeds. Have you yeah. ever, so what are you yeah. eating when you're out on a run? Like, what do you, what do you consume? Um, if it's just a marathon, I just, I don't tend to eat anything mm-hmm. on the race, but beforehand I'll usually eat like a high kind of fruit, compact fruit bar something like that okay like concentrated fruit something like that before i eat uh before i run sorry and um do you take in any like you know uh like uh, like electrolyte drinks or like you know sports drinks just water or not even water water. i don't drink sports drinks at all or gels or any of that i just to me it's like a chemical thing it's like not natural food Mm -hmm. so um i just prefer real food yeah so, uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, they've got banana or something, I might have, like, a little bit of fruit mm-hmm. on the way, but usually I just don't bother. I just wait until I'm finished. Um, but if it's a trial run or an ultra, it goes on for 18 hours. Yeah, you like, kind of have to eat something, Then right? you have to eat, yeah. But, <laughs> so, um, so what are you eating those, in those events? Um, yeah, I just, I just take, like, snack bars, so, like, naked bars. Do you know them? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. I think they've like fruit bound bars that they have in Chiang Mai. I like those. And um, like maybe sandwich with like marmite something as well. Sandwich with what? Marmite. Marmite? Marmite. I don't know. What's marmite? Marmite is in Britain, it's a very popular savory spread. Okay, cool. Yeah, you you can get it in Chiang Mai as well, actually, but it's very expensive. I think the Australian, I don't know know, if there's a Canadian version of it. It's like Vegemite they have in Australia. Oh, that's yeah. I was just trying to think of that because I'm like I think there's a, something similar from Australia. I actually yeah. tried that. Shane Shane gave me a bite of his uh, his sandwich um, the other morning, Saturday morning after a swim, and it was uh, yeah, it was good. Some people have pretty strong opinions about that stuff. Yeah, like it's sort of a love or hate. Thing, yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. cool. So you have some of that during yeah, the yeah, like the bread, yeah, bread sandwich, like just like carb stuff. You yeah. Know? So you're not doing high fat for, no, for that kind of thing? No, no, yeah. not Yeah, I can't, no. I don't know. I mean, it seems to work for some people. It doesn't seem like something that I, I don't know, I could see myself getting getting into. I mean, I've had, I've, I've definitely done, definitely done sessions before, you know, like after, after having a fatty meal and uh, maybe I'm just not adapted to it or whatever people would probably tell me, but... Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I find I find you know as a rule keeping it keeping the fat low has has worked well for me. But then yeah, yeah. Being, being open to having those cakes and cookies, yeah, I think it, I think it's really healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though that like there's a difference between healthy food and a healthy attitude toward food. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Like yeah. yeah, just being being open to eating a variety, but then yeah. having a healthy yeah. attitude towards like yeah, like what what you're eating on a regular and what you're allowing yourself to have yeah. on occasion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And here in Chiang Mai, there is no shortage of temptations. Yeah. <laughs> no shortage. Yeah. So so let let's get back to I mean a little bit. We talked about you've got Veggie in Chiang Mai, your yeah. your website and your you know Facebook page, which is great. Yeah. And you're also the Happy Cow ambassador for yeah. for Chiang Mai and yeah. working. Uh, I didn't know this, but you're working actually full time with Happy Cow now. Yes. So that's yeah. you've been able to. You said you were t- you've been here for eleven years. Yeah. First ten years was teaching. Yeah. And then so I guess it's it's only recently that you've become full time with with Happy Cow. Yeah. And so for people listening, maybe maybe somebody's listening to this and they, they don't know, they're saying, what's, what's Happy Cow? You yeah, sometimes I'm surprised at yeah. the amount of people that actually don't know it. But yeah, happycow.net is, so it's a website for finding vegan food anywhere in the world. It has an app as well for your phone. And, um, but if you don't have the app, you can still use the website anywhere. And uh, we have, I can't remember the exact number, but thousands of listings. So literally anywhere you are you you're you're gonna you can open it up and you'll find somewhere to eat might not be a fully vegan place but we only list places that have vegan options mm-hmm. on there so it's a great resource so really good for anyone that's traveling 
it's really useful and it's been great for me when I, you know you get to your hotel and you just open it up and say oh, okay there's one 200 meters down there let's go and try it out like when I was in Taipei it was just so much choice like, I remember or you yeah. can be you yeah. can be prepared and before you book the hotel you go on happy cow where yeah. you're going you check yeah, out check out, out the scene out, check out the map yeah the map yeah book book that hotel in in, a, in the right location yeah. yeah so it's really good for yeah when you're traveling going to a city you don't know yeah it's it's cool though it, you've, you there's also it's it's classified like you can very easily see which which restaurants are 100% vegan yes. which yeah. ones are vegetarian yeah. which ones are vegetarian friendly yeah. yeah and and there's even a distinction for like bakeries and yeah. you know, other other yeah. shops and catering and shops and supermarkets yeah so, so Happy Cow, there's also, um, there, you know, there's featured restaurants. Like, I always see, like, you know, this restaurant's, uh, what is it? It's a, it's a friend. friend. So how does that all work with, like, the restaurants in a city and, like, the top ten restaurants in a city? I mean, how does that, because I assume that's what, that's part of what you're managing as the ambassador as of Chiang Mai. Is that right? Or how does that work? Uh, no, I don't manage that. I just, um, just, I just uh, keep the restaurants in Chiang Mai like, up to date enter new venues well anybody can add a new venue obviously but yeah I try to just keep everything up to date with the restaurants like if they've got some something that's changed or they've moved their address or just try to because I'm I'm here I try to um, just keep it up to date basically um, if they're a friend it means they've got an account with us with happy cow okay so that, so that's why they're always the friends and so we give them um, we they'll always be at the top if they've got an account with us. Okay, so cool. it usually, it's usually only vegan restaurants that will have will be a friend. Yeah. And how do you determine the top ten? Is that strictly just like is there like how does that algorithm work? Because you know there could be people listening to this who are you know owning rest owning vegan restaurants and stuff like that. I mean what what can what could people you know people who are owning restaurants or you know they're trying to get their restaurant more visible on Happy Cow. How does how does that work? I mean, well, it depends on obviously as well where where the when you've got your computer your phone open it will depend on where you are that what's what's going to come up. So it will always show vegan restaurants first, and okay. vegetarian restaurants, and then non-vegan restaurants. Okay. Um, but it will depend where you are, so it's going to show you whatever's near you. Oh, I see. So with it will that. show you yeah. the nearest, or even if you're on your computer, it's going okay. to show you the nearest vegan restaurant that is to you. Okay. So, um, and the the then there is the top ten um, vegan restaurants in the city, and like there's there's the Chiang Mai one I posted actually on my Facebook page the other day. So that changes every day because it's dependent on how many people have favorited it or how many people have liked it or what the reviews are like. So Reform Cafe, where we are right now, has been steady at number one since I've noticed this top restaurant in Chiang Mai. Good Souls is usually number two, yeah. which is the sister restaurant of, of here. Oh, it's yeah. amazing food. Yeah. It's amazing food. Anybody coming to Chiang Mai, you gotta gotta check out Reform or Good yeah. or both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent, yeah. Yeah, that, that's very cool. So, um, working working with Happy Cow, I mean, how you know how has how has that been for you in terms of you know I think that it's really cool that you've been able to I mean now you're full time um, you know spreading you know vegan like you're working on veganism like your work is totally uh, you know you're, you're you've been able to align your your values of you know being vegan which is obviously important to you has been for a long time. And now that's, you know, that's your work. That's what you're doing every day is you're very actively involved in yeah. like helping the vegan community. And I mean, Happy Cow is, I think it's one of the most helpful resources for people who are trying to be vegan. Like whenever I speak to anybody who's, who's like interested in becoming vegan yeah. or they're a new vegan or whatever, like a hundred percent of the time I will recommend Happy Cow because yeah. it's like the, the convenience factor is so huge for so many people. Like so many people want to go vegan, but they just have this idea in their head that it's so inconvenient, right? Mm. And Happy Cow has been really, really to prove really, yeah. really great. Yeah, to prove just, otherwise. just yeah, yeah, just to prove otherwise and to make it really easy for people. So, yeah, I think that's awesome that you've been able to like, you know, now your your life's work, like the, all the work that you're doing, is is really related to you know what's what's near and dear to your heart. So I mean, like mm. how. You know how has how has that been for you this past year? Just being able to you know align all those things. Yeah, it's been brilliant. It's, this opportunity came up, and it was just too good, you know, t too good to miss to be able to actually work do to work 
doing something that I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah. So, yeah, it's been brilliant. It's been very different to working in a school. Very different. Obviously, it's a big change, but it just, my heart is so into it. It's, it's, I'm so passionate for this that it just seemed like the right thing, the right move for me. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who maybe are vegan but they're in a job that is not really, you know, they're not super stoked about? I mean, how did, you know, how could somebody, you know, approach trying to change their life so that they're, you know, living living a life that's a bit more in alignment with, like, what they're passionate about, like, in terms of career? I mean, is there yeah. any, any advice that you give to people for that? Yeah, that's a good question, but I think the more that you kind of immerse yourself with the community and... Um, you know, because I was obviously volunteering as an ambassador for many years before I did took on this job. So if you try to just make links, you know, in the community with with kind of businesses or whatever that you're interested in, um, and it's you'll find a way. You will find a way to do that. I think it's possible. Yeah. I think it's trying to put yourself out there, like trying to connect yeah. with so many people. Yeah, like you did so much work for probably for a lot of it for free, like just volunteer based work. Yeah, all um, ambassadors. Yeah, the ambassadors just volunteer based, right? Yeah. And so it's just to yeah. I think we have about four hundred ambassadors. Really? I think we're up to something like that. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, That's many awesome. cities have an ambassador for them. Yeah, and people just do it because they want to do it, not because they're yeah. getting paid for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a really good point. Just to you know, put 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 the put the energy out there into what you're passionate about, and yeah. I think that yeah, as long as you're as long as you're you know doing it in yeah. a genuine way and you're trying yeah. to be helpful, eventually yeah. I think something that will come something up. Something will come something up. Will yeah. Come by, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. So so the ambassador role with Happy Cow, um, you're still doing, and, yeah. and but that's you know that's a that's vol- volunteer thing. thing. Yeah. So what what is it that you're actually doing with Happy Cow? Like what is your like, uh, editing the website? Editing. Okay, yeah. so you're the website editor for one of them. There's one a of team them. of us. Okay, yeah. cool, nice. And do you have a background in like you know tech stuff, like IT stuff? Are you like you said not anything? Not really. Not nothing special, particularly. No. So why did they yeah. choose? Why did they? Why? How come you're able to do that job? Why did they see you as a, as a good candidate for that? Thing? Um, just because of your work as being an ambassador. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So and um, obviously from the website, doing my website, because obviously I edit that oh. as well, and manage course. that as well. Of course. So obviously a big, big <laughs> a lot of yeah. yeah, experience with that was very relevant to it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that is. But I guess you, so you're more on sort of the front end of the site then, not yes, so much back end yeah. IT. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So when I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking that you were doing yeah. more like back end, like no, IT stuff. Not, not really. really. No, 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 no. Okay, so, so, so are, you, you know, are you writing articles for Happy Cow and like editing articles? Like, well, well mostly we get, um, we get new venues added okay. every day, hundreds really? added every day. Wow. So it takes like um, a bit of research, probably around 100 a day, something like that. So they come to us, so it just takes like a bit of research into the venue and write a little description. And okay, so right, so when you go to Happy Cow and you actually see that restaurant like profile page. Yeah, and that we create those. Right, yeah. and then there's all the reviews that are yeah. user created. Okay, yes, okay, yes. so yeah, that would, there would be a lot of work to, to yeah. organize all of those restaurant descriptions yeah. for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of the main thing okay. I do is all the little bits, the moderation I do as well. Yeah. Give us give us some hope for the future. Tell us that the amount of restaurants is growing exponentially. I mean, that's what it seems like. Is that yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the amount that we get added, but obviously some of them are not appropriate, so we have to. Okay. We're not every single restaurant that's added will be accepted. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, unless it's vegan, vegetarian, but obviously we get most of them that come to us every day are veg mm-hmm. options. They've got a separate vegan menu. Of course, that's great. Or they might even only just have that one option. But if it's somewhere where there is literally nothing else around, yeah. that's still going to be useful for somebody who might be in that place. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any figures? Um, I would be really curious to know, like the total number of uh, of vegan restaurants on Happy Cow. Do you have those figures? I'll talk. You your know head what? I could probably find it quite yeah. easily. But there's but there'd also be um, ones that have been removed or closed. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'd have to try to filter them out somehow. Or, 
come back to you with a figure. See, yeah, see if you can. Maybe, maybe I'll put it in. I'll do like a, a post interview, yeah. uh, you know, blurb uh, just to, yeah. to close the podcast. So. Yeah, sure. I'll get but, these out but yeah, if there was some yeah. st- like, I'd be really curious to see because you always, yeah. yeah, you always see these stats on like how quickly veganism is growing and like people going, you know, what percentage of people are vegan and like this mm-hmm. sort of compare that and, you know, give, you know, the growth. But I'd be mm-hmm. interested. I think Happy Cow would be a really good like mm-hmm. resource for that if mm-hmm. you could get some stats on like, yeah. you know, yeah. the amount of restaurants. Least yeah. registered for happy yeah. cow right so that that, that'd be cool yeah. to there are a huge number that are added every day some of which are fully vegan mm-hmm. and there's that's a much greater number than the ones that are closing because that's just like you know a couple a day maybe yeah so, yeah moving in the right direction yeah absolutely i mean eventually i think there will be no happy cow anymore i'll be out of a job <laughs> because i think when eventually every restaurant it will be the other way around, you know, you know, like every restaurant will be, will have a vegan menu. I think one day, of course, I really believe that one day it will be a vegan world and there won't be any need for Happy Cow anymore because every mm-hmm. restaurant will be vegetarian at least maybe or someday vegan, I, I believe. I believe we will get there eventually. I believe so too. I believe so too. I don't know when it's going to happen, but, um, you know people like us are doing what we can to make it uh, as soon as possible. (laughs) And I think, um, you know, before that happens, there'll probably be another, like you say, Happy Cow won't exist. There'll be another site that'll be like, what would they call it? What would be the equivalent if we're in like an almost (laughs) vegan world and then there's the sites for people who want to go and eat animal products. It'd be like, I don't know, like we could probably come up with some, some terrible name for a site like that. But anyways, (laughs) yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll let the listeners use their imagination for that. Um, cool. That's awesome. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, lots of good insights there. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about before, before we close? Um, just thought of one more point. You were, you know, talking about making connections, like Mm. the amount of friends that I've met through veganism, like through blogging, literally like all over the world, you know, like that's how I obviously met the the owner of Happy Cow was, you know, through through this and mm-hmm. it's like making connections. I'm sure it must be the same for you as well. Like, Absolutely. You know, yeah. from doing Cube of Truth and everything. The amount of friends, like the social, you know, it's the community is so big and so strong. I never would have met the people that I've met if it hadn't been for veganism, you know, the friends that I've got in lots of different countries and still now that I, you know, that I contact and see you know, just through this, yeah. through this community, I just think it's so amazing. Yeah, it all started with that one person you met in uh, in university, and it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's gotten uh, quite big from there. And yeah. yeah, same for me. I remember when I first went vegan, n- not many vegan for zero vegan friends, and now you know yeah. most of my friends are vegan. So yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, it was great to talk to you, Dee. Yeah, you too. If mm. you, if you guys want to know more about Dee and um, Chiang Mai, you can go to veggieinchiangmai.com uh, or check out the, the Facebook page anywhere else that people can find you on social media or online. Um, Instagram. That's Instagram, Veggie in Chiang Mai. Yeah. Instagram, Veggie in Chiang Mai. And then you just it on Instagram as well. Sweet. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thanks a lot, Dee. Great yeah. chatting with you. Yeah, great to talk to you too. All Thank right. you for having me. great stuff right i really enjoyed talking with d and i think she's got a great story lots of important takeaways from that conversation to hopefully give you some food for thought if you enjoyed hearing from d on this episode of the vegan champion podcast let her know by leaving a comment for veggie in chiang mai on instagram or facebook if you're ever in chiang mai thailand be sure to check out her website veggieinchiangmai.com and i guarantee you that it will take your experience of the city to the next level Want to help support the show? Some of the best ways to do that are as follows. First, tell someone about it who you think might enjoy the content. They can find the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms, including video versions on YouTube. Second, take a screenshot on your phone as you're listening to your favorite episode and share it on your Instagram stories feed. Be sure to tag me at the Vegan Champion Podcast so that I get to see it and you can rest assured that you've put a smile on my face. Third, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, which is a massive help towards getting the show some traction on there. That's it. Easy. 
Doing any one or all three of these things only takes a few minutes, but it really makes a massive difference in terms of how many people will benefit from these episodes. So I really appreciate you doing that. Head on over to the veganchampionpodcast.com for all things podcast related. Check out jasonfonger.com to learn more about me. If you feel inclined to financially support the work I do, check out patreon.com slash jasonfonger. Thanks so much for listening and for your support. Thanks to Dee for coming on the show. Thanks to Matt Chalmers for the music. Thanks to Cole Lajeunesse at Planet Convert for the podcast graphics. And thanks to the kind people at Green Tiger House here in Chiang Mai for letting us use a nice quiet room in their hotel to record this episode. Be well, everyone. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you in the next episode. But until then, keep living like a champion, a vegan champion.